Hey, I can hear myself. There we go. Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? I, 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 I don't know if I heard a good faintly. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. Great. I got some, got some good goods and greats. I like that. That's good. I'm doing great myself. Glad to see y'all. Good to be in God's house this morning. Ready to worship, praise Him, and, he, and get into that Word. And, he, you know, get a little bit of that, what we call that meat, that Scripture meat there, you know. Take it in and feed off of it and, uh, and, and live differently than when we came. Ain't that right? Ain't that what it's about, church? I'm ready. I, it, it's so good to be together and to just, just come together as one. And because uh, we are one, we are we are the the body of Christ. And uh, I'm just so glad to see y'all here this morning. Before we before we pray and get started, I want to remind everybody real quick. If you didn't know that uh, this Friday, this Friday, will we will be going? A small group of us will be going to the high school to serve a meal to the football team before they at uh, Pell City High School before they play. Uh, we're going to be giving them some uh, some good good. Uh, I, I guess you could call it home cooked, because it's, it's, it's all going to be made by me and Sister Elizabeth, and uh, we're we're going to feed we're going to feed about 80 to 90 of the the people there, and, uh, and we just we ask that, that while we go and while the group goes, that you pray pray with us, pray with us Saturday uh, Friday. We're, we'll be serving around 2:45 to about 3:15 ish, and we're we're going to be meeting with them. But not only do we get the opportunity to to feed them, but we also get the opportunity to share a devotion from the Word of God, and we get to share the love of Christ with them in this moment as well. So pray for us in that moment. Pray for the students. Pray for the team. Pray for the coaches. Pray for everybody involved in, in, in this process, and, and that, that, that the God's Word will be heard by everybody there, no matter if they're, no matter if they know God or not that God's word will still be heard by every single person because we are always, we no matter who we are, we're always able to take more of God. And on top of that, next Sunday, we have, if y'all haven't heard or seen, we have the pumpkin patch that we try to go to every year with our student ministries. Well, this year we're opening, we're doing a family pumpkin patch trip to Old Baker Farm. It's in Harpersville. It's where we go to every year. And we're going to be going next Sunday. So if you haven't signed up or let us know that you want to go, please let us know. If you're online and you're saying, hey, I want to go, let us know in the comment section. Call us, text us. You see the number on the screen. It's there. You can let us know. But church, if you're here, there's a sign-up sheet in the lobby. You can put, it, put your name, put all your families on there. And then as well... We're going to be having some pizza after church tomorrow before we go to the trip. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's not tomorrow. Sunday, excuse me. I wish it was tomorrow. That's why I want pizza. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be having pizza after service. And uh, if it's, it's out there, just put your name, put what, what type of pizza you like, cheese or pepperoni, uh, on there. And we'll, we'll, we're going to be make sure we get enough for everybody to enjoy. So uh, that's just a couple things that's happening coming up uh, real this week into next Sunday. And I uh, just want to let you guys know, but now, who's ready to praise God? Who's ready to worship God? I'll let, let's, let's get everybody up. Everybody stand. Because, you know, I, I like I like praising God. And that's, again, if you can. If, if you can't stand, that's fine. But look, I love worshiping God. But there's something about it. I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I move around a lot. And when I when I start to move around and I start to start to worship and pray and praise and I'm moving around, I don't know. It just I start to feel energized. I start to feel blood moving through my veins. And I start and, and it ain't nothing special about me moving around, but you know, it's it's just it feels good. So this morning, as we as we praise God, let's give Him honor, let's give Him glory, and let's worship Him today. Let's pray this morning, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you so much today. Thank you so much for, Lord God, giving us the opportunity to be in your house, to be able to come together as your body, God, to be able to come and serve you, God, to be able to come and lift our hands and to worship you, God, to hear your word today, God. I thank you for that very opportunity, God. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, as we move through this day, God, as we move in the service today, God, Lord, I pray that you pour out your love, pour 
out your anointing. Pour out your peace, God. Pour out your strength, Lord, on us on this very day. Every heart, every person here or listening on live stream. God, I pray that you just pour it out in a mighty way. Lord, anoint the worship team and the musicians, God, Lord, as they Lord, as they uh, lead us into the presence, God, of, of your presence. And I pray that you just, Lord, pour it out into them, God, as they, Lord, uh, lead us in worship, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, as well, that as Pastor, Lord, presents the gospel today, God, as you have so graciously given to him, I pray that you just, Lord, use him, and, Lord, to speak those words to us, that, Lord, the words, that, Lord, the words of your book may come to life in our lives, God, and I pray that, Lord, you let it be something that we can use and leave today changed than when we showed up. God, Lord, I also pray, Lord, for the needs of the house. God, I, I know that everybody came in today. Lord, everybody joined us on live stream. They may not have a need, but they know somebody that has a need. So, God, I pray, Lord, whoever it may be, whoever it is, you see the heart, you see the, you see the mind, you see the thing going on, Lord. You see whatever it may be. God, I pray that you make a way and meet the need, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray all those things that your will be done, most importantly. Because in Jesus' name we pray, Lord, you deserve all the glory, honor, and praise. Amen and amen. Let's worship this morning. Worship with us in song this morning.
God that same day 
God a great hand clap of praise. Aren't you glad there's power in prayer? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you so much for being here today. I thank, I, I thank our praise team. They do an awesome job leading us into worship. I want to tell you something. God's doing something around Coosa Valley. Amen. This morning during our Sunday school class, our lesson this morning, we brought out a couple of different things and about how that if we want God to move in our lives, so we've got to start living our lives for Him. Amen. We can't live our lives on the sideline and think that God's going to help us win the battle. Amen. We can't live our lives over here and think that God's going to help weather the storm. Amen. If we're not living our lives for God, then God don't expect God to fix things in our lives. Amen. Boy, it sounds awful awful mean and awful crude, doesn't it? But that's the truth. And there's so many today that believes that God's going to just do everything for them. Amen. But I'm glad that the God I serve, He'll never fail us. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, we appreciate you being here with us this morning. God's good, ain't He? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. This morning, I want to talk a couple of things about Satan warring against the church. A few, uh, few services ago, I told the church that somebody had come to me, somebody that I trust, somebody that does not go to this church, but somebody that I trust very explicitly. And usually when this person has a dream, it's going to come to pass. This person wants to call me and say that, that I dreamed that there's a unicorn in your front yard tomorrow morning. You better get up and expect there's a unicorn going to be in the front yard. Now, I don't expect a unicorn being in my front yard tomorrow because if there was, there's certain people in this church that would be at my house wanting the unicorn to go back to their house. Exactly. But this person called me and they was almost in tears. A few, this is a few weeks ago. And this person said that they, they had dreamed about me and my family and they had dreamed about this church. And they dreamed that God was warring against my family and against this church. And it really, really upset this person. This person was very, I mean, crying on the phone and was very upset about this. And they, they felt like that it was God confirmed telling them so that they could warn me. And it, when they called me, it was a confirmation of what God had already laid in my heart about things that was going on, not only with things that's going on in the nation we're living in, but also in the church world. Satan knows that time is very, very close. We've seen in the Word of God that John the Baptist, he, he preached. He preached one message and one message only. Boy, I'd love to preach one message, one message only. Four times a week, 52 weeks a year. Boy, wouldn't that be good? But his message was simple. It was this, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Church, we've got to understand. The, as, as John said then, the kingdom of heaven is at hand closer today. Amen? How many believes that? Y'all don't stay quiet, I'll preach two hours. The louder you get, the shorter the message, okay? But what we've got to understand is simply this. Because we know this, the devil knows this. Amen? I had somebody to tell me several, several years ago. Told me, or they was asking me as a pastor, was asking me, said, do you print your outlines off and lay them on your desk? Yeah. I mean, at that time, I, you know, I printed them. I don't print them no more. Hallelujah. Y'all know paper takes up a lot of space. <laughs> then the person also asked me, said, do you let people... Do you post your outlines? And I did that. I was doing that at the time. Do you post your, your title and your sermon and things like that? Do you post it on, on your website? Yes. Why? I said, well, because I want the church to be able to follow out along. And I want them to be able to read what I'm reading. Whether I stay with the outline or not, it's a different story. But that's, you know. And they said, I wouldn't do that. Don't put it in your bulletin. 
Don't let nobody know anything about it until you step to that pulpit. And y'all know curiosity got ahead of me. And what was, what was the question I asked him? Why? This is what the response was. Because if you put that out there, then the devil knows about it. Y'all know what my next response was? And? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And besides that, let me tell you who knows the, de- who knows the Bible better than most Christians. The devil. Hello? So letting the devil know about the Bible doesn't really do anything. But what we must understand is because the devil knows about the Bible, the devil is warring against the church. Especially when the church gets into the Word of God. Hello? When we start digging into the Word. I love getting text messages throughout the week. And somebody will say, oh, I just got through reading such and such book. I'm not talking about a book that you buy at a bookstore. I'm talking about a book in the Bible. Or I, got, I just got through reading such and such chapter in such and such book. And this is, what it, this is what it said to me. You know what that does to me? I get excited. And then every once in a while, the Bible verse for the day won't go out. And after 2 o'clock... I get 14 text messages and three phone calls. Where's the Bible verse? But what we've got to understand is simply this. We as children of God have got to get into the Word of God and we've got to hide it in our heart. Because there may be, oh, Brother Andy, this is conspiracy theory. Don't be telling this. There's coming a day that this is going to be illegal. Three, believe me. I'm tell, I don't know if we'll be here or not. I don't know when that time is going to come. But I'm telling you, this book will be illegal. How do I know this? Because Satan is warring against the church. He's going to do everything in his power to destroy the church. How do I know this? The Word of God has already told us this. The Bible tells us that there will be a small remnant of people that is going to still get a hold of God. I want to be a part of the small remnant of people, not the large church. Oh, oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? Not the large group. That has compromised their foundation. I'm not talking about a church. I'm not talking about any. I'm talking about a group of people that believes that the true church of God, not the denomination, is so old fashioned. I'm not talking about music style. I'm not talking a dress attire. I'm talking about there is people today. Somebody came up to me two weeks ago and said, if you believe everything in this book, you're old fashioned. Thank God I'm old fashioned. And brother Bob, that ain't got nothing to do with how I part my hair. What people... What people are trying to do is they're trying to say that this book is obsolete. Well, if this is obsolete, I'm obsolete because I'm going to stand on the Word of God. I'm so sick and tired of people compromising the Word of God. All they're doing is playing into the hand of the devil because the devil is warring against the church to try to get the church to compromise the Word of God. You compromise a little, the devil's going to take a mile. Amen? Let me tell you something. If you doubt the operation of the devil in the local church, I've got some verses for you out of the Word of God. The devil is operating in a local church setting. 
Why? Because the devil knows that that is where he can destroy the church. We've looked at these verses before. But I want us to, this morning, I want us to look at some straightforward verses that shows the work of Satan in the local church. And that local church has compromised the foundation that it stands on and has allowed these things to take place. Take a look at our first one, Revelation chapter 2. Verse 9 and 10. Revelation 2, 9 and 10 says this. I know your tribulation. I know your poverty. But yet you're financially rich. But you're spiritually poor. And the slander of those that say that they're Christians and are not. Brother Andy, you changed scripture. No, I'm, I'm applying it to us. Okay? There are people in the church world. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. There's people connected to Coosa Valley Church of God that calls themselves a Christian, and say, and, but they are not. Brother Andy, you can't talk like that. I'm going to tell you something, church. It is, it is inevitable to happen. But we as the church have to know. Everybody's quiet. We as the church have got to know the truth of the word of God. To know how to stand when the devil comes against us. Amen. Amen. But verse 10 says. Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold the devil is about to throw some of you in prison. That you may be tested. And for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. I'm going to tell you church. We've got to understand that the devil's going to, going to try to attack. Has already attacked. How do I know this? There's been a physical sickness that has swept across this entire world and behind it brought a spiritual sickness that has hit the church world by storm. Brother Andy, I am tired of you talking about that spiritual sickness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep talking about it until it's gone. Come on, church. Because even at Coosa Valley Church of God, there are some that are sick spiritually. Oh, Brother Andy, you sure get awful bold and brutal and that's awful mean. I'd rather be mean and go to heaven and not have somebody's blood on my hand. Do you hear what I'm saying? Brother Andy, people are not going to come to the church you're preaching like that. Well, live feed numbers have gone up. People have come to the house of God. The numbers are going up. And if I'm not mistaken, the Bible says, Jesus said, if I, Jesus Christ, the Son of living God, if I be lifted up, that all would be drawn unto Him. Come on. What we've got to do when we come to the house of God is the Sunday school teachers have got to teach the Word of God. Children's church and students have got to teach the Word of God. We've got to come into the sanctuary. We're going to hear the Word of God sung. And we've got to preach what the Word of God tells us. Why? Because Revelation 2, 13. I know where you dwell. God is talking to this church and He says, You're dwelling where Satan's throne is at. Yet, you know, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase all of this. I'm going to DAL version this one. Y'all just keep up. You're dwelling where Satan's throne is at, yet you're going to hold fast to my name and try to act like a Christian outside, but really you're not. You try to hold fast to my name. Do not deny my faith even in the day of Antiphus, my, wit my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. In other words, you're trying everywhere. This, everywhere this, Y'all, this is going on everywhere. This is not just going on here in Coosa Valley. This is going on all across this planet. We're Christians. When, when people are Christians when it's convenient for them. 
Come on. But when it's not, we want to live the life that we want to live. But look at verse 14. I have some things. This is God speaking. I have some things against you. You have people teaching and preaching in some other name. Does anybody remember a few months ago a, quote, preacher stood up in Congress and he prayed in the name of God but also in the name of Hello? This is happening in the church world today. Who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel so that they would eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. I don't know about you, but sexual immorality is rampant, worse now than it ever has been before. I don't know how many times we're watching TV and a commercial will come on. Y'all, don't laugh. And, and a commercial will come on, and, and, and at that particular moment, Sister Carrie everybody close your eyes! Brother Bob, I might have a book, and I'll throw it across my face. That poor dog is sitting in Katie's lap, and Katie will put her hand over her eyes and the dog's eyes. We're keeping Oreo sanctified. You watch a TV show today and they'll bring some sexual immorality, some sexual lifestyle. And really, if you really stop to think about it, that line in the show has nothing to do with anything else. If that was left out, it would not change the storyline. But what happens? Well, that's just society we're living in today. We've got to start. Oh, we got to accept. Oh, come on. That is how. I keep forgetting I ain't got a lapel mic. <laughs> that is how the church has gotten to where we're at now. Is we've not stood on the foundation to which God gave us. Does anybody remember a story? I still got some more verses. Hang on. Who thought I was going to stay with the outline? Nobody. Does anybody remember a scripture in the Word of God where it talks about a man building a house, one built it upon a rock, and one built it upon sand? I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of churches today. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the body. There's a lot of churches today that are built on sand, and they're sinking, and they're trying to figure out why That's because they're not built on a solid rock foundation. We've got to get spiritually back on the rock. Go on and look. Look at Revelation 2, 24. But to the rest of this church, I'm purposely not saying the names, number one, because I can't pronounce them right, but number two, I want you to know this is applying to the churches today. But to the, to the rest of you in the church who do not hold the teachings which you have not learned, what some call the deeper things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you another burden. When we start looking at teachings and we start listening to the word that somebody is preaching, somebody is teaching, we say, wait a minute, that does not, that ain't right. That don't sound good to me. And we start saying, something's got to done, something's got to, oh, but Brother Andy. The Bible says, touch not my anointed. Well, I'm going to tell you something, church. If they're spitting out junk from the devil, they're anointed, but they're not anointed of God. 
and I open this up for Coosa Valley Church of God, I'm going to tell you straight up. If there's ever anything I preach or anything I teach that you think does not line up with Scripture, then you need to let me know and we'll both privately sit down and we'll look at it line by line. Because last time I checked, I am human. Come on. But now if I preach about Moses building an ark... That might be a slip of the tongue. But then again, I might have said it to see if somebody was asleep or somebody was awake. Come on. But what we've got to do, church, this listen to me. We have got to know the Scripture because the devil knows the Scripture and he's warring against the church. Let's go on. We must never allow our moral or biblical values to be compromised for the works of Satan. There are many, I said, I briefly said something about this in Sunday school and I'm just going to wade on out in the deep, deep, deep water and I'm probably getting trouble by somebody, not here, somebody out yonder. There's a lot in the church of God Hello? We're Church of God. That's what's on the name. But I'm going to tell you something. If it is ever compromised that what the Church of God stands for as a whole is not lining up with this, I will turn my license in and I'll go somewhere else. Three came with us. If the church of God does not line up with scriptures, I won't be church of God. Come on. It ain't about this building. It is about living for God. Come on, church. There are some, even in the church of God, that are trying to say something along these lines. Well, there are people that live a different lifestyle than us and we've got to accept them and, and, and keep them close and we've got to make them feel like that we want them to be a part. I'm going to stand on this right now and I'm going to tell you straight up. I don't care what kind of lifestyle you live. If you're a thief, a murderer, a robber, or anything else, you want to, if you're a part of the, look, you're a part of the LGBTQISTUVAI, whatever else there is, if your life is not lined up with the Word of God, number one, I love you. Number one, I love you. Number two, I do not like your sin and neither does God come on oh but brother Andy we need to accept I want them to come in I'd love to have a house full of sinners come on Every one of the church folks, every one of the Christians, we'll stand along the back walls. We'll get some chairs out. We want a house full of sinners. You know why? Because they need to hear the Word of God. The Bible says that we need to bid them to come to the house of God. They're not going to be coming to the house of God just to have some place to go. Somebody has invited them to the house of God. My God in heaven above. I feel something in the house this morning. What we've got to know and we've got to understand. People are not going to hear the word of God lest you teach it. Lest you witness it. We have got to be the mouthpiece, the hands and the feet of God in the world that we're living in. Why? Because the devil is trying to destroy the church. But we've got to be the small remnant of people that's going to stand on the word of God regardless of what come what may. My God 
All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How does the devil attack the church? Well, he attacks the church by by attempting to distract your worship. The wrong song leader is leading. The wrong song is being sung. They hit the... uh, Sister Deborah hit the wrong key. I can't worship no more. Oh. That was a D and it was supposed to be a D sharp. Half of you don't even know what that is. I've been in pastoral since I was 19 years old. That is 20 some odd years. Somebody said older than them. But I've heard every excuse. Brother Andy, if you'd get somebody different playing that piano, you'd have a house full. Brother Andy, if they'd lead this music, this music, this music. But I am going to tell you this. If we can't worship with what's being sung... Come on. Come on. I like our praise and worship music. I like our church hymnal. I like the songs that's being sung. Why? Because it's getting people on their feet and we're worshiping God. We're talking about how that I've prayed and prayed. And know what? Look, these things resonate in our lives. They talk to us. I could ask a question. How many of you have prayed about something and it just seems like that it's going no further than the roof and every hand in here would go up? But let me tell you something. God heard the first time you called and the devil wants to come in and distract your worship. Why? Because he wants you to give up and say God's not coming. But let me tell you something. God is wanting to know, are you meaning business? God wants to know, do you mean business? Take a look at this verse, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10. I may not read this whole verse. (laughs) Then Jesus, I'm going to tell you something folks. My God in heaven above. Church, I need you to understand something. This is something that the church world needs to really get a hold of. This is something the church needs to get in our mindset. This is something that needs to get in our thought process. Look, grab, hey, 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 if you've got a a Bible, I want you to underline these words. I want you to highlight it. If you've got an electronic Bible, don't, don't use an ink pen on it. Get a tithe envelope. Get a sheet of paper. I want you to underline. I want you to write these words I'm fixing to tell you down. Because this needs to be a part of your vocabulary. Jesus said unto the devil, the son of the living God said unto Satan, unto Lucifer, unto the slewfoot, The Son of God. If the Son of God can tell the devil this, then if God is living within us, the Holy Spirit is living in us, we can say, Be gone, Satan. Quit allowing the devil to try to tear you down. Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. The devil been on me all week. The devil's done this all week. The devil, the devil, the devil. The devil has me down. The devil has me this. The devil has me this. The devil kept me coming from church. I'm going to tell you right now, church, get your bootstraps up and get a hold of God and say, Be God. Go on to the next one. It's, look, how does the devil attack the church? 
The devil don't like workers in the church. I tried my best. Y'all, this ain't even in my notes. I, I, I typed it, I erased it, I typed it, I erased it, I typed it, I erased it. The devil wants to get into the mindset of the workers in the church. Me and him are over here. We. Y'all know what we're talking about. Y'all should know. Food. But we was looking at somebody in the church. Does anybody know who we was looking at? Does anybody got? Yeah, he does. Don't you? We, we kept looking at Kevin. This is what the devil likes to do. We're up here talking about going to Chick-fil-A. Oh, we're still, oh, I'm sorry. We're in church. We're still talking about food. But here's the problem. We're talking about Chick-fil-A. We're talking about food. But we were, our eyesight kept getting over here on Kevin. And you know what could be? better not be. You know what could be going on in Kevin's mind? They talking about me. Why don't they like me? <laughs> They're talking bad about me. They're tearing me down. They're being ugly to me. We ain't even said. Well, I did say his name because I told him to look at him. But outside, we ain't even said his name. In the real part of the conversation. We was talking about chick fil You want to go to Get out of here before, so I can get back to preaching. But, but look, look, let's wrap this back in. Because I know that was a, y'all, I got talking about food and I got distracted. Yeah, I get distracted very easily. But listen, the devil likes to. Get in the mindsets of the workers in the church. Oh, so-and-so don't like the way I did that. So-and-so is mad about the way I done such-and-such. So-and-so doesn't like... So-and-so... You know what? The very next service, Kevin might not be here. And it could be in my mind. I wonder why Kevin ain't here. Maybe I preached too hard against him. Maybe, maybe he took something I said personally and it wasn't trying to be personal. It's trying to straighten somebody's life. Y'all, this happens. I've already told y'all I quit every Monday. Almost every Monday. Why? Because the devil likes to get in our mindset. But do you know what we do? Uh-uh. That ain't why Kevin wasn't here. He might have got sick. He's watching on live feed. That's not why so-and-so. They're watching on. That's what I've got to do. The Bible also teaches of what to do if you think somebody's got all against you. We'll teach on that some other time. But I want us to look at this. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. Simon, Simon, behold... You have allowed Satan to get in your mind. And because you have done that, he has shifted you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Church, 
instead of talk, if you see some, I just might as well just stay on Brother Kevin because he <laughs> care. Kevin knows I like him. He don't he worry about it. If you see Brother Kevin stumble and fall, quit talking about him and start praying for him. Why? Because when we pray one for another, it strengthens the body. The devil don't like that. Last thought. Here in these verses, the Lord is clearly warning the disciples that Satan attacks those that work for God. The moment that you come up from an altar or the moment that you, that you realize that God's called you into a work and into a ministry, the devil has got his eyesights on you. He's going to do everything he can to stop you. Why? Because he does not want people working and spreading the good news of Christ. It ain't about stopping Sister Deborah from playing a piano. Sister Deborah can play the piano for anywhere. But it is about trying to stop Sister Deborah from playing the piano at the church for the praise team. It ain't about stopping Sister Carrie from singing, but it is about stopping Sister Carrie from leading the praise team, leading the body in praise and worship to God. That's why we've got to pray one for another. Satan wants Christians to be blown off course and find themselves useless for the service of God. Yet, the prayer of Jesus keeps us. Last verse, Hebrews 7, 25. This is a prayer that Jesus is praying for us. Jesus is able to save you and keep you to the uttermost. Those who draw near to God, since He always lives, to make intercession for you and I. But Jesus can't draw you. Jesus can't keep you in, the, in His hands. Jesus can't comfort you if you turned your back on God. Boy, that was deep right there. But too many in the church world will face a problem and they'll say, oh, I got to get out of church. I got to deal with this problem myself. And then they get in the habit of not being in church. Or people will come to church when they've got a problem and then once God helps them out of the problem, they quit coming to church because they don't need God no more and then they get in the habit of not being in church. There's both sides of the coins. But I'm going to tell you something. For me, it's not about a habit of being in church. It's about I want to be in God's presence. I want to be in God's presence. Would you stand all over the house? Last Sunday, I had you to write prayer request on a sheet of paper. This entire week, I have prayed over those requests. I'm going to tell you this, not trying to pat me on the back. I'm just telling you, I've lost sleep this last week. And I kept thinking that part of the week, I was like, well, I wonder if it's this or wonder if it's that. No, it was that stack of papers on my desk. I have left that bed and I have gone down to the office and I've laid my hands on top of that, that stack of papers. I'm going to tell you, I hope everybody in here told me you was going to help me pray over those needs. I hope you've helped me pray over those needs. I don't know, there was no names wrote down on them. Some I can tell your handwriting. But I want God to meet those needs. Now church, we're fixing to bow our heads and we're fixing to pray. Live feed, we're fixing to bow our heads and we're fixing to pray. Those that are in-house, 
are fixing up. They're going to be looking around for about three seconds. Take a look around. I don't know everybody's names. It don't matter. You know their faces. You know where people sit. You know where people come in and they'll sit down. You know where they're at. Where they're supposed to be at. Oh, but Brother Andy, it's, it's just as easy to watch it on the, on the live feed. Live feed. I'm glad we have it. For those that are at home, those that are sick, those that may be working and have to watch it later, I'm glad we have live feed. But if you're just sitting, I'm not trying to be ugly, but if you're sitting at home just so that you won't have to come to the house of God, that's wrong. I know y'all been out 12 years. It's terrible, isn't it? Been able to watch live? I know you have because you've been, you'll say amen. Others in here, you've had to stay home due to sickness. You could not stand being told you had to stay in the house. I know good and well you didn't like it because I didn't like it. When they told me I had to stay on the couch and couldn't get up. Don't tell me I can't get up. Well, I can't get up because my legs don't work right. Okay, I'll stay on the couch. There's a reason that we need to utilize live feed. But it's not for lazyitis. I'm not being ugly. I'm addressing spiritual sickness. Boy, I'm going to get several texts. And that'll be all right. But I'm going to tell you something. We need to combat the spiritual sickness that's been brought COVID as being a convenience. COVID is not a convenience. Using COVID as a convenience is lazyitis. Now, church, you've had a moment to look around and see who's not here. Live feed, those that are not here, and, you're, and you don't need to be here. You're, you're sick and things like that. I'm, I'm grateful that you've joined us on live feed. Everybody else, we're fixing to pray for you. We're fixing to pray for our, we're, we're taking a moment, we're going to pray for our live feed family. There's some that's watching from other states, and I'm grateful for that. But if you could be here in the house of God, you need to be in the house of God. Amen. Is that ugly? Dear Heavenly Father God, as we come to you today, this body of believers is standing in opposition against a spiritual sickness that the devil is using to attack the body of believers. God, it's not only in this church, but it is in churches all across this nation and around the world. Father, I pray right now that as we stand against this sickness, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would move and you would minister. God, I, say, I know in your word you said that you would give us the desires of our heart. Right now, my desire is to be together with brothers and sisters of like faith, joined together under one roof, being able to worship God. God, I thank you for live feed. I thank you for the ability to be able to be in the homes of those that are our homebound, those that are sick, those that are not getting out, moving around. I appreciate live feed. But God, I take right now and I take a stand against that spiritual sickness that may have attacked some of our church family. God, I call in the name of the Holy Spirit of God, I call for a healing for that spiritual sickness right now. God, I call right now, Father, for our habits to be changed and we have a desire to be in the house of God. Father, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Live feed, thank you so much for being a part of our church family. I'm not being ugly, but I want you to be here in the house of God. Amen. Join us back at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Amen. And amen.